Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us see Jesus. This is the 10th chapter of Julian of Norwich's short text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle. And I invite you to open your heart to these words. After this, Christ showed me the part of his passion when he was near death. I saw that dear face as if it were dry and bloodless with the pallor of death. And then it went more deathly, ashen and exhausted, and still nearer to death. It went blue, then darker blue, as the flesh mortified more completely. And all the pains that Christ suffered in his body appeared to me in the blessed face as far as I could see it, and especially in his lips. There I saw these four colors, though before they appeared to me fresh and red-tinted, vivid, and lovely. It was a sorrowful change to see this extreme mortification, and as it appeared to me, the nose shriveled and dried. This long agony made it seem to me that he had been dead for a full week, always suffering pain, and I thought that the drying of Christ's flesh was the greatest agony and the last of his passion. And in this dryness, the words that Christ spoke were brought to my mind. I thirst. And I saw in Christ a double thirst, one bodily, the other spiritual. In these words was revealed to me the bodily thirst And the spiritual thirst was revealed to me, as I shall say later. And I understood that the bodily thirst was caused by the body's loss of moisture. For the blessed flesh and bones were left altogether without blood and moisture. The blessed body was drying for a long time, becoming distorted because of the nails and the heaviness of the head and its own weight, with the blowing of the wind from without that dried him more and tormented him with cold more than I can imagine, and all other torments. I saw such pains that everything I could say would be quite inadequate, for they were indescribable. But every soul, as St. Paul says, should feel in himself what was in Jesus Christ. This showing of Christ's pain filled me with pain, though I knew well he only suffered once. Yet he wanted to show it to me and fill me with awareness of it, as I had wished previously. My mother, who was standing with others watching me, lifted her hand up to my face to close my eyes, 
for she thought I was already dead, or else I had that moment died. And this greatly increased my sorrow, for in spite of all my suffering, I did not want to be stopped from seeing him because of my love for him. And yet, in all this time of Christ's presence, the only pain I felt was the pain of Christ. Then I thought to myself, I little knew what pain it was that I asked for, for I thought that my pain was worse than bodily death. I thought, is any pain in hell like this pain? And I was answered in my mind that despair is far greater, for that is spiritual pain. But no bodily pain is greater than this. How could any pain be greater to me than to see him who is my whole life, all my bliss and all my joy, suffering? Here, I truly felt that I loved Christ so much more than myself, that I thought bodily death would have been a great relief to me. Here, I saw part of the compassion of Our Lady, St. Mary, for Christ and she were so united in love that the greatness of her love caused the intensity of her pain. For just as her love for him surpassed that of anyone else, so did her suffering for him. And so all his disciples and all those who truly loved him suffered greater pain than they would for their own bodily death. For I am certain from my own feelings that the humblest of them loved him much better than themselves. Here I saw a great union between Christ and us. For when he was in pain, we were in pain. And all creatures who were capable of suffering, suffered with him. And as for those who did not know him, their suffering was that all creation, sun and moon, withdrew their service, and so they were all left in sorrow during that time. And thus, those that loved him suffered for love, and those that did not love him, suffered from a failure of comfort from the whole of creation. At this point, I wanted to look away from the cross, but I dared not, for I well knew that while I contemplated the cross, I was safe and sound. Therefore, I was unwilling to imperil my soul, for beside the cross there is no safety but the ugliness of fiends. Then a suggestion came from my reason as though a friendly voice had spoken. Look up to his father in heaven. Then I saw clearly with faith that I felt that there was nothing between the cross and heaven which could have distressed me, and either I must look up or I must answer. I answered and said, No, I cannot for you are my heaven. 
I said this because I did not wish to look up, for I would rather have suffered until judgment day than to have come to heaven otherwise than by him. For I well knew that he who redeemed me so dearly would unbind me when he wished. This passage reminds me of that line from the hymn, Abide With Me. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Julian rests in such security and certainty with the cross in her sight. So I wonder what might happen for us. I challenge you to try it. Find a painting or a picture, maybe Just Google the Eisenheim altarpiece. I'll put that in the episode notes. And then set a timer for five minutes. Then just look at the image. Or even better, perhaps you can find a real live crucifix in your home or in a church nearby. Breathe and fix your eyes on it. And after five minutes, Notice if you feel any differently than you did before. If you try it, let me know what happens. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.